Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to episode 515 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Oh, he turns it on for the fucking fans. Just said my name. It's not really turning it on. Yeah, you, you sounded you sounded very nice. Very I'm friendly. A fucking yeah. nice person. Oh, look, ordinarily, yeah. So, let's have an intervention. <laughs> What's going on, Glenn? Are you all right, mate? I'm fine. You've been very grumpy. No, no, this is like probably the grumpiest you've I'm ever really, been. I'm really not grumpy. I just was trying to finish something off that I had started. As I was here waiting, ready for you cunts, and then you're like, we're ready. You don't appear to be, even though it was the first cunt that was ready. Yeah, but, I mean, you, so, you, say, you say that, but like we were on the call for yeah. three minutes and you weren't there. Um, you really just, weren't. So, Look, it's, yeah. it's helpful if you include me in the call. Then I know that the it, call it is. It is. I I do understand. Maybe Bill Gates thought up that this one feature the Skype should have is that if it says Glennie is unavailable, it actually secretly means he's on the call and ready. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's up, man? Have you got some? Like no, I'm. I'm in, a, I'm in a We're shit of a mood this week. A f- no. Because we're here to record a podcast, let's go. Like I don't know. Like, record, we, we, hey, 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 hey! We, we're, we're already recording. This is the podcast. Yeah, it ain't cool. weak. It ain't weak to speak, mate. So let's do it. So here, here's the thing. I'm I'm at the moment going through puberty 2.0. And if you're like, are you? Do you suffer the same things? Like, is your body changing? Because I fucking tell you what, puberty 2.0 is entirely directed at my gastrointestinal tract. And how that's fucking dying over time. Excellent. Like, Does that I, mean you got the green apple splatters? Well, no. Like I, I now under, like I used to make fun of old cunts that'd eat their dinner at four thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But now, if I put any food into my stomach after say nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. that like there, would, there used to be this little mechanism mechanism in my body that I could lie flat, and that food would not just end up in the back of my throat just from gravity. Oh, okay. So you're saying you're dealing with like some, like some, fucking, some acid reflux situations. Oh, it's fucking horrid. Yeah. It's fucking horrific. Yeah. And now, like, if I, I... I have exactly the right amount of water for my body every day. Mm-hmm. And if I drink five milliliters under that, mm-hmm. it's like Dry. trying to literally shit a brick. And if I'm five milliliters over that, it is, you now need to shit with zero warning. Hope the toilet's close. I'm I'm at fucking sixes and sevens. I don't know what's going on at the moment. This weekend, old cunt fucking problems. Oh, like seriously, <laughs> like not well, not, not even the benefits of a fucking Medicare compensated prostate check outweigh this shit. Getting old is not fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, just like just just to to, to spin it a little bit. All that stuff's going on to you. It sounds fucking absolutely, you know, terrible. So terrible. clearly, I, I would understand if you're grumpy for similar reasons. It'd make anyone grumpy. Yeah, I mean, you front up to the, you front up to the call tonight though, and you and you are fucking, you know, very congenial and fucking chipper, and um, down like outright friendly. Well, I, would I shouldn't say. take my problems out on other people. Is how I feel. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. True. True. Very wise. Very wise. Counsel there. How's your, lady? How's your guts? <laughs> How's your shit up? This doesn't work if you It's about to be fucking overly active because you two give me these shits. So oh, let's fucking get into it, shall we? Why are you trying to rush through this? Because I feel like the less like time not... I have to listen to you two, the better off I'll be. Oh, Glenny, 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 Glenny. What are we going to do with you? We're going to talk about some football, and then we're going to fucking load our files into a Dropbox, and then we're going to fuck off. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> well, yeah, the relationship has become so transactional. Yeah. Are you cheating on us? I'm here. That's my part of the transaction. Yeah, done. you guys do he, your bit, and we'll all fucking just knock it over, eh? Let's go. Oh, he's doing. He's doing revenge podcast. He's on the fucking <laughs> no, revenge podcast. I'm not cast. that much of a fuckwit. Come on now. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got anything you want to talk about, stepdad, Glennie? He's, he's giving me nothing. I know. No, <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> man, look again. Un- unless you can fix my my ruined intestines. Or figure out a fucking time machine so I can go back and eat anything I want again. Do you think it was too much Fat Belly Jacks back in the 2020 or 2019? That, that, no. That was like, that was external damage. That ruined the actual sphincter itself. Yeah, right. Like, <clears throat> like I that, know, that, I saw. That turned the sphincter into a bowl of rice bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, down in Sydney on Saturday, I had uh, went to went to a place called Ruby's, which has been following on Instagram. Looks the goods, hot chicken sort of thing. Yep, it's pretty good. Nice. Not gonna lie, it was good. Nice. Um, oh, wasn't that's where? It, so you were telling us about that Ruby's place, right? We were yes. talking about it at uh, Magic Round. Yeah. <clears throat> that burger place we went to at Magic Round was co- yes. like it starts with an R. Remy's. Remy's, right? Yes. So, um, the day after we were there, yeah, you know, maybe thinking about it, that's half of my problem with my guts. But the day after I went to that unhealthy burger shop with you, yeah, I took M back there because <laughs> <laughs> because she still digesting she the burger from the day prior. <laughs> she loves that sort of stuff as well. Because that was like nine. We were, we were eating at like nine thirty or something. Like yeah, like nine. Um, the extra so we chicken went, was unnecessary. On mine. we went back in there for lunch. Right. So okay. So twelve um, hours later, you 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 eat. And we're we're, in there. we're going. We're on fighting on the way in. And I've said to her, "Oh shit," because she'd been talking. I've been talking it up to her. She was starving. Hadn't eaten all day. Had to go and coach one of the boys' games. And that went late. We had it like we we're getting late lunch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, should just double check because if we lob up there and it's shut, you know how some places like close between like two and five? 
You're saying the emotions you were feeling were the emotions that I was feeling when we were walking up there at Magic yes. Ground because Glennie was like fucking ready to rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you were crappy then too, Nick. <laughs> I was hungry. Uh, anyway. And, and it was so, a fucking so, long walk and the walk was far longer than advertised, if I'm It was honest. about 800 metres, Glenn. Oh, fuck off. No, no, it was, it was like total. It was probably like one point six k, I reckon, which is not very, yeah. which is not very far, um, really. And so I've said to her, "Look, just check this place is open. Look at it on Instagram. <clears throat> Double check the opening hours." And she's gone, "What's it called?" And I've gone, "Fucking rubies." And she's looking and looking, and she's like, "I can't find it." I go, yeah, no. and I'm like, "It's not fucking hard." Like, Paddington. I wasn't that harsh. And I've gone, look, just. Search, search by the address because I remembered the address. It was one hundred and six. Latrobe. Yep. Search it. And she's gone. You fuckhead! It's called Remy's. So, <laughs> yeah. yes, I would spent too much time listening to Ruby's. So you went back there. So you, so you went back there and, and, and had it again. And it was good. Oh, fucking cheese fries! With, cheese yeah. fries with bacon. Take, yep. take yep. me now. Yep. So yeah, Ruby's good. Like they had, they had like a they had like a six six um, heat levels. Yep. And I thought, well, the the, the top level is like, is called um fuck me up, fam, and then the caption is don't do it. And um, and I thought, look, I'm going to a concert, and an arena that has you know, ten thousand or so there, I don't really want to be shitting broken glass there. Yeah. So I'll just go. I'll go like level four, and it was actually it was it like it was it was gone like thirty seconds later. It was hot, but it was gone. So I would have said that was probably like a medium. So maybe their hot level maybe matches up to like the hottest one there that we used to have at Fat Bellies, but maybe not. Maybe slightly less. I'm not sure. But um, it was good. I saw that place on um enjoyed it. And it was only when you say "fuck me up, fam." Mm. Um, you know that Spanian guy? No, he was a. He's like a, a Sydney celeb, Western suburbs. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know if he's actually a rapper, but like sort of a like went to jail really young, was involved in in some pretty dark shit. Okay. And now he's just sort of a YouTube celebrity that's halfway between you know, I'm I'm an ex hoodlum. Yeah. And that that life's stupid, don't get into it. Okay. Yeah. Um and he does this series on YouTube called It's All Eats. Okay. And it's just, you know, it'd be like, it's, it started off like so fucking Westy, which is why I loved mm-hmm. it. It was like, where's the best charcoal chicken in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, where's the best HSP? Yeah. Yeah. In Sydney. And he did one about um, hot chicken. Right. And so he went to Ruby's. He went to another place, which essentially from every, like the way it looked and all that Bells. stuff. I don't know, but it looks like they get their chicken from the same place. Right. And they're just, like, they're, they're ordering it in, getting it, and, and serving it up. But he read, there was another one that looked to be the goods. It was in this little fucking hole in the wall somewhere. I'll send you a link to the video. You can watch it for next time. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. But yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. And um, yeah, didn't didn't uh, have to shit myself, so it was uh, even better. It's always a win. Yeah, Exactly. What's the hot um, chicken sitch in Toowoomba, Glenny? Mm. Or is fried is fried chicken too ethnic? We're very culturally diverse, as Nathan has pointed out just recently. If you paid attention, yeah, I did. That was on the member side, though. I think Glenny, that was just to us when I was doing. No, no, that, you um, reiterated. You reiterated on the next episode. Did I? Yeah. 
Because um, we went into it in great detail while we were supposed to be talking about the yeah. West Tigers playing a game of football. <laughs> um, I don't know that there's too much hot chicken in Toowoomba. Nando's extra hot. Yeah, that's not the, that's not the thing, is it? No, but that's not no, no that's not no. I did go oh, to. Yeah. Did I tell you well, I went to proof? I did tell you I went to proof. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, you think you yeah. tell us? I almost yeah. went again. Yeah, we had a guy out from the states on Monday, and um, we were planning on going again, but he caught up with some other customers in Brisbane on the Sunday, and he said he had a big, uh, big feed of meat on uh, on the Sunday yeah. night, so he wasn't real bang up for it. So, anyway, we. Um, it's a lovely Turkish Pussy. restaurant in Toowoomba, and um, which one was Sofra. that? The kebab shop. Oh yeah, that was the one that I couldn't yeah. get into. Yeah, yeah, night. yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, if you don't book like several days, you can't just rock up or, or yeah. ring up on the day. Forget about it. It's yeah, quite popular. So good feed, good feed. Yeah, not- nice, nice. All right, let's get through these games in the uh, in the interest of um, getting, getting you back to bed at a reasonable hour, Glennie. Or back to yes. the grind. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Um, what are we? Where are we? Okay, there we go. Thursday night. Fuck me, these games feel so far, so so long ago. Um, the Melbourne Storm 24 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 16 down at the Korean Housewife. Melbourne Storm's 24 came through a double to William Warbrick, uh, Cameron Munster and Justin Ollum also over tries. Two conversions, two penalty goals to Nick Meany. The Broncos 16 tries to Farnworth, Arthurs, Corey Pakes and two conversions from three attempts for Reese Walsh. Finding new and inventive ways to get injured this time, knocked knocked himself out with a face plant. Um, that's I'll tell you what that's that's becoming more common, isn't it? Yeah. Had AJ knocked himself with a face plant. Yeah. Um, obviously, his loss is is massive for Brisbane. They they lose a, a lot of their direction with him out of the side. Um, I think Reese Walsh tried and did some great things, but probably overplayed his hand a little bit. Um, and then yeah. you know, Ezra Mam again had some some. Moments in the game, um, Billy Walters is a passenger, as you'd expect. Um, but the loss of Reynolds and then the sin binnings to Farnworth and, and Carrigan really made it difficult for Brisbane to get into the contest. And on, on top of that, Melbourne still a little bit clunky in patches but starting to show some signs of much better form and they took full advantage of the um, the opportunities presented by no Reynolds and, and those sin binnings to key players for, for Brisbane. So all in all, I think the Storm were, were reasonably good. I think, and, and Reynolds is obviously a big loss. He He's the calming, you know, direction giver to that side. However, cast your mind back to last season when they were on their run before they had mm-hmm. their giant fall off at the end of the year. They did a good fucking stint of that without Reynolds. I, f- I forget what it was. I think it was... Well, yeah, I think exactly. it, like it would have been about Ecca time when it gets really breezy <laughs> up in Brisbane. I think he was like maybe the car door opened too fast for him and he went to catch it and did a peck or whatever it was. But he missed a lot of game time last year in the middle of the Had season. Had the aircon on too high. And everyone was, oh, the, the, yeah, like he the, tore an eyelid mm. or something. Um, but And everyone was like, oh, no, they're gone. No, Re- no Reynolds, they're gone. And they put in some fucking class performances. You know, so I'm I'm not sure he's the be all and end all of that team. I think the big one in this was, and it, it comes through in the comments after the game as well. But the officiating in this game 
was so fucking random and just seemed one of those ones where... I, I don't know if referees now sort of get that first impression and then think through it and then decide if they're going to blow the whistle. But old mate just seemed to be fucking huffing and puffing at strange times and then letting other shit go. And mm. I, I think Melbourne were more affected by it. I don't mean they got worse calls, but I think that Brisbane were already in that disjointed style of game because they had no Reynolds. They were already away mm. from what they were would normally do. And it just, it, it crippled any sort of continuity that Melbourne was trying to build. And the, and, and the call, the shit calls went both ways. Yeah. But. I mean, like that, the, the, yeah, the Carrigan sin bin is probably the one, the, the big one. Yeah. Because it looked like while, while like, if you look at this, if you just look at it as like, you know, like it's ticking, you know, items on a, on a list. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it probably was, but I mean, he also clearly slipped off his feet. He wasn't like, you know, he he wasn't trying to like leave his feet and drop or anything like that. I mean, he was trying to make the tackle, and he just and his feet just you know slipped out from underneath him. Um, I, look, I I get what you're saying. I I I don't as think... as evidence by the way that it was handled by the judiciary and everything yeah. as well. And and this is the thing though, I I'm not sure that intent should come into it in the game. Like for example, when there have been high shots and players have fallen into it. Mm. Exactly right. the same thing happens. Well, you've made contact with the head, so it has to go and report. Generally, no, there might not be a sin bin. But then the judiciary look at that and say, no, there's no charge to answer. Hmm. You know? They very fucking badly need, exactly like they've had for high shots or um, shots on kickers or things like that, here is the criteria for a sin bin. Yeah, I think yeah. they're still kind of working it out. And, eh? and the, well, they need it fucking quickly. Hmm. Because that, all that gives you hmm. is continuity across games. Yep. And the interpretation of different referees will, or video refs will differ slightly, but as long as you've got you know those basic three or four things, uh, you know uh, at the rear of the player, feet have left the ground, um, ball carrier's legs under your body, like what whatever those things are, cool. If you've ticked three out of four, yeah, yeah, because like the the thing is that there's the feet off the feet left leaving the ground is not is not a thing. It's really it's really the the result. But the reason why it ended up as that result is because his feet slipped out from you know. No, what I mean? that, that's that was the that's been the thing that I've constantly heard fucking Annesley talk about. He said it's when players leave the ground in order to bring the opponent down from behind. Yeah. So essentially, what they're saying is that if you're in front of them, you can leave your feet as in you can use the full force of your body weight to bring them down. If you're behind them, you can't do that. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, Broncos were given a free try anyway, so fucking, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Zach, he said, if our biscuit captain was there, would have been good to see the end result. Yeah, he wasn't though. He's fucking injured. Steven, I hate both teams, but I have to say that was the most poorly officiated game I've witnessed in many years. The whole crew needs sacking. Shane, he said, the Broncos get on a plane and nothing. There you go. Maybe you found their kryptonite. Graham, Melbourne are legitimately done just sneaking past the side with no seven for most of the game and three sin bins. Things you love to see. Hammers, petition to rename them the Brisbane 44s. <laughs> Andrew, dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is a Billy Walters free Broncos side. <laughs> Thomas, I thought this one was fucking great. He goes, fucking hell. It's impossible to tell Broncos and Storms fans here. You're both reps faulting the same game so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Grover <coughs> said, some rangers shouldn't be allowed out even at night. That cunt should never be in control of a whistle ever again. I wouldn't even let him be a crossing guard. He would run the kids into oncoming traffic. On a brighter yep, note, yep. we won the game and the fights. That's an all-points win for the Mighty Storm. Chris said, fuck the Broncos seems fitting. As for the prepubescent daywalker we loosely refer to as an official, what the fuck game was he trying to have? Can't remember a game that was refereed this bad. And I'd be saying this even if it was to- two totally neutral teams. It was great being there, but the atmosphere and the game were riding more bumps than a flipped over Rapids ride at Dreamworld. That's a lot of fucking bumps. <laughs> Chewy. Fuck the Storm and everyone ever associated with them. And fuck everyone with their rationale comments. Get fucked a lot of you. Broncos uh, fans. Levius. He said, Arnott's Reynolds showing why South only wanted to give him a one-year deal. Loved the NRL chaos. Loved the bitch-ass Broncos fans crying about Carrigan's hip drop, but won't talk about the Walsh shoulder charge or the Coates all-time Falcon-assisted try that 1,000% should have been checked by the bunker. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. Okay. Happened both the, ways. Uh, yep. The Warriors 24 defeat the Doggies 12 at uh, Accor Stadium. The uh, Warriors tries to Curran, AFB, Dallin Wateni Zelezniak and uh, Volkman. Four conversions from four attempts to SJ. Doggies tries to Edwards and Ockenbohr. Berto, two conversions from as many attempts. Sean Johnson is, again, pretty strong for the Warriors. I thought he was assisted by, as much as it pains me to admit it, Dylan Walker and, and also Volkman. Um, who both had some some good moments in you know good playmaking moments in particular. Um, I've said it before, but just really impressed with the way the Warriors are just playing with an expansive style, and and they obviously have a freedom from Webster to to try things. But the most impressive thing, and it's not something you could always have said about the Warriors, is that they're is when they're trying those things, and it's it's far more controlled, and and they're picking their moments. Um, far better than they ever had as a club, regardless of the playmakers they've had in there. So, Webster, by the time this season's done, his his stock as a as a head coach in the NRL is is going to be through the roof. So, hopefully, the Warriors can hang on to him and, and yep. continue to build around him. Yeah, yep. There's, I, I think, a really important thing they could do for that is to not be based in New Zealand, so he doesn't have to live in New Zealand long term. Yeah. That's true. That that would be a surefire way. Shares to in it. a scaffold company, <laughs> fucking be yeah. raining cash. Although, you know, like you'd, it'd get to the stage where eventually it'd be nice. because like, I'm sure after the conversion, he'd be on what seven or eight million a week. Kiwi dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He could, he like just by like, the end of the season, he could probably buy carry, New Zealand. Like just carry around fat mm. sacks all the time. He's like immediately rocketed into the top three richest men yes. in New Zealand, uh, yeah. just behind Scribe. Yes, that's it. Um, and uh, Manu. Asterisk. <laughs> 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 so yeah, what happens though? If you're the uh, like, if you're the richest man in New Zealand, are, are you not then obliged to call the refs cheats? What happens if you're an actual coach? You get fined pretty hard. Yeah, well, that's the you know you're not obliged. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got the power to do so if you wish, but no, it seems that... he's he's got to pay he's got to pay Australian he's got to pay Australian dollars to the NRL for the fines. So I tell you, there's only, I mean, there's only one rich like guy in New Zealand dollars in the fines. There's only one rich guy, and all I've seen him do is yell at the refs. Yeah, but look at the scoreboard; it fucking worked. Yes, there you go. Anything else you want to say on this one? No. 
Lovely. Says, Jeff, is Cam the next 20? What do you think? Too early to tell. Yeah. Fuck, my, my feeling... My, 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 oh, look, look. It's, yeah, it is too early. It is too early to definitively say. But, I mean, we can look at Garth Brennan. We can look at Trent Barrett. Seraldo's not, not really covering himself in glory at the start. Fucking Ivan Cleary was a 43% career coach before he fucking landed with the fucking roster. Um, and the fruit, the fruits of, of Gus's seven year, eight year, five year plan. So look, I think Webster has Webster's the one who's coming out of this, looking like he might be the 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 outlier. Yeah, hundred percent. And and Cam, like I'm, I'm prepared. To, I'm prepared to call it right now. After what round is it? Twelve. Yeah, he's the next Trent. He's the new Trent. Yeah, what it? It's... I said it after round one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it, it's so fucking funny. I think it comes down to the humility or the fact that the Warriors were almost at, at last stages. When, when the Warriors were essentially saying, look, we've tried different coaches, we've tried no SJ, we've tried SJ, we've tried these people and those people and nothing's fucking worked for us. Like, what, what do you need? And he would have gone in there and said, well, I need you know this staff and a sports psychologist, blah, 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 blah. whatever it was that he felt worked for him in his previous jobs. And they've gone, okay. Because I think what happens is you get all these coaches that are used to a certain amount of success in a certain system and they're pulled out of that. Here's all your fucking million dollar players. We've gone and splashed all the cash and our salary cap's fucked for the next 10 years, but they're all superstars, so win a premiership. And no one talks about the systems and the support and the fucking infrastructure at the club. Yeah, I reckon. But the thing is, I reckon they get the systems and the support and the infrastructure. But the thing is, they can't transplant generational fucking juniors <laughs> and take every single one of them and put them there, ready to hit the hit the peaks of their careers at the same time. Well, no, I'm, like, I'm talking yeah. about like absolutely everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the case of these guys. Oh, like, well, yeah, like no. Panthers, yeah. But well, again, you look at you look at this fucking dog side. Mm-hmm. How many grand final winners or grand final? You know, we were talking about it in the group chat today. How many grand final winners or grand final appearance players are in that dog side now? Just from the last yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? That's what I mean, that's what I'm saying. So like you can't judge you can't base these coaches on what they did in the twenties or as assistants and thing, because at the end of the day they don't Yeah. They they're not good coaches. They were in they they they, were, they had a, a generational crop that the that was doing work for them. Hundred percent. They don't have a they don't have a fullback that's won a premiership. They don't have a halfback that's won a premiership. They don't have a hooker that's won a premiership. So they, they don't have a five exactly. eighth who won a premiership as a five <laughs> exactly eighth either. Right. Like, no, well, you know, I mean, Reed, Reed like, Marnie, yeah. Reed Marnie was in the grand final last year. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah. he appeared in the game, but they were never yeah. in the grand final exactly either. No, that, I mean, that is true. Their season, their season, really effectively ended the week before. Yeah, it did. I mean, ended on a win. I mean, yeah, yeah, Dairy Queen vibes are all, all around fucking Church Street, but still. Like, Dom <laughs> he said, wasn't it great seeing 13 Warriors on the field for 80 minutes? Definitely lost focus towards the end of that game, and the first half was just magical from SJ. Question, I was thinking to myself, which SJ would I prefer? The 2011 version or the 2023? Two very different players. Uh, it's not tricky. You take the 2023. Mm. From what I've seen, this SJ is the fucking... Like, he's not crafty veteran yet, because he doesn't have to be. He's not that... But this is the the best SJ I've seen. And, what about and, this 2011 SJ with a real coach? Ooh, 
equals 2023. Yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> There's a formula right there. <laughs> uh, Terry, I was at the game and the Bulldogs just gave up so much yardage to the Warriors. TPJ is diabolical. We've had the Reynolds back to Be- uh, Belmore story, so I can continue in reserve grade. Haynes per and plays like he can't decide to run or pass the ball. Inevitably gets tackled meekly or intercepted. Not sure who the dogs can put at fullback, though, because if we take Jake out of the centres, we lose our best strike player. Fair point. There you go. That's it. Okay. Panthers 48 defeated the Roosters 4 at uh, Blue Bet Stadium. The Panthers 48 came through a double to Scott Sorensen, a double to Tyrone Peachy. Wow. Of all people. Uh, Edwards, Toto, Taruba, Luai uh, also with tries. Cleary, eight conversions from as many attempts. The Roosters, four, came through a try to Corey Allen. That's it. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you, I, I know he scored a double, but fuck me, I am not enjoying having that guy back in the Sanson. first grade side. <laughs> no, Peachy. <laughs> Peachy. Oh, man, I'm a fucking Sorensen What a fucking worldy he had, though. All what? day long. Yeah. 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 He, he he just strikes me. Every, everything you hear about him from other players says that he's the consummate professional. As in, like, just goes above and beyond on his own. Like, his nutrition's top-notch. His training's top-notch. Like, all of that stuff. And he's just... He involves himself in the game. He's that guy that's where you need him to be, you know, un, without you knowing mm. you need him there. You know, you, you turn around and look for a pass. Oh, there he is. You know, you, you have some uh, guys that are, that are athletes that happen to be footy players. He's a just a yep. fucking football player. I don't know that he could excel at anything yep. else in life other than rugby league. So he's fallen into oh. the right profession. Oh, no, but again, he's like for the comments his teammates make about him goes to his mm. discipline. You know, as in. He's always the best prepared and he's always doing extras at training for himself and he's yeah. not doing it for any other reason. That discipline Probably translates anywhere, doesn't it? Would would hold would yeah, would hold him well in, in whatever he chose to do. And he fuck, who knows? He might be incredibly intelligent, I don't know, or he might be dumb as a fucking doornail. But discipline will do a lot for you in whatever profession your brain allows you to do. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, Peachy, like even that like he nearly bombed a fucking certainty that he ended up giving to Edwards but yeah I just yeah I don't need that heart and mouth shit um, much better performance from Penrith both in attack and defence the the really fucking wor- I don't know if it's worrying I, I said this last week they didn't look like the effort was there at the same level of a team like Souths they've won two premierships they've gone back to back Souths are chasing this year they understand it's their year, and they look to know that in all you the games they're playing. Fucking four against a team that's going to finish in the top six. But I'm saying, like Lou, Lou I had the best game that he's. I had don't all think season. the Roosters are going to finish in anyone's top six anymore. And the reason Lou I had the best game that he's had all season is because there's all this talk about Origin and does he deserve his Origin jersey and and is he this and is he that and then all of a sudden he can go out and do that. So that shows me quite clearly, and I, I say this, it sounds fucking harsh, but I can't think, think of another way to say it. They're lacking motivation. It's, it's still a good sign you know? come finals time, right? They're, they're clearly going to be there around the top of the table. Okay, mm. finals time, boom, yeah. switch gets flicked, and you're on. Yeah, it does it, though. Like, you know I mean? 
It's what they I, do. I don't like the, the no, switch. No, flick. I agree with you. Yeah, but but, <clears throat> but look at the look at the ones that have been consistently good, like a Bellamy coach team. They taper. You know, they're there or thereabouts all year, and then they taper into the finals. Look at Wayne Bennett coach teams when they're making the finals. Same thing. It's not like they flick a switch. They build. The fact that he could just go on there and put on a game that was one of the reasons he got the Origin jersey in the first place, where he was just all effort, all night, give me the ball and I will just fucking run full pelt and you better come with me. That was the Luai that won two rings. You know? um, again, in, in saying that, the rest of the team did step up. Their defense was great. The Roosters, I think, were really disappointing in their intensity. Like when they went out there and, and just didn't feel like they wanted to be in the contest... Penrith knew they had them and they got back to that side where fuck yeah we're just going to be super patient for 80 minutes we're going to sit here and we're just going to set after set after set and it doesn't matter if it doesn't come off because we know as part of our 80 minutes we will get you maybe it wasn't all Sam uh, Walker's Brandon Smith yeah that's it yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Brandon Smith had a, had his Imagine best that. game um, no you know and look I, I get oh, sorry whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench, he's going to be an impactful player in more games than he's not. But I'm not sure that he can do it by himself. And there aren't many who can. Um, but when when you've got JWH and Lodge and they're just having those nights where they're going to fucking put the ball down and then let it get to their head and turn into fucking even dumber walkers, then, then the Roosters aren't going to have any fun. Anything else you want to no. add on that? No. Oh, fucking Manu going down sucked too. Mm. That's mm. fucking horrible. Did, have we heard what he's done? No. Has it come out? Yeah. Oh, it would have come out. I just, I just can't recall what it is. I can't remember. Yeah. Daniel. So the Roosters are a shambles at the moment, and I'm here for it. Nathan. Swali is a myth dominated by Peachy. Well, <laughs> there you go, rugby union. Enjoy. Fuck off the rugby, yeah. <laughs> Take Peachy. He's better than him. Pay him more than Swali. Phil, Manu injured and apparently Walker has done a knee and might need surgery. Not looking good for yeah, the Roosters going Reggie's, forward. He did, yeah, he Ugh. did do his knee. Fuck. Ben, maybe if Robbo tries dropping Walker to the next grade below New South Wales Cup. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Maybe that'll work. Uh, Riggs. Unpopular opinion, I don't think the Roosters were that bad tonight. Penrith were in a mood and they would have smashed whoever they were up against. The line speed and ferocious tackling by Penrith was next level. Joey, would have loved to see the 50-burger come up, but I'll take the scrambled egg the Panthers provided. Ben, we didn't concede 50, so therefore can still win the comp. Bullish. Richard, when the Roosters signed Walker to play 5-8, I wondered who they were pairing with and the halves couldn't be Keary. Too small. But they did and discovered clubs will run through two small halves unless you have all your best forwards there to protect them. So we get all our best forward we get out our best forwards and then drop our half back, put our five eighth to half, our best centre to five eighth, our best available winger into the centres, and a Wakefield Trinity quality winger onto the wing. We have absolutely big brained this like a bottom four shit club and we absolutely deserve this. Joel all jokes aside, Peachy would have to be close to the value buy of the year. <laughs> Wonder if any player has Stop gone from a wooden that. spoon to maybe winning a grand final ring. 
Larkin. He's the luckiest no. player of the year. I'll give you that. <laughs> About value. Yeah. What value is he bringing? Who was our fucking... Who was our centre in 21? That, like, just won, like, three rings in a row? Like, he went Roosters Momorowski. to Storm to the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. And then to the tie. He went the reverse of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he was doing he he was he was doing the, the the jump arounds as like as loners as well. Yeah, it wasn't even like he was changing clubs. Like really, I mean, That's he was it. just getting he was just getting loaned out here and there everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and then he ended up with the Tigers and he fucking. Yeah. He was like the he was like Bizarro Harry Grant. Fantastic. Next game, <laughs> uh, the Rabbitohs. Speaking of, uh, they <laughs> defeat the West Tigers twenty points to nil. At Accor Stadium, the Tiger, uh, sorry, the Rabbitohs twenty came through a double to Milne by Latrell with a try. Uh, Trell with three conversions from as many attempts and a penalty goal. West Tigers nothing, <clears throat> and um, and I did actually go and visit um, Ruby's when I was having the, the hot chicken. I was like, "Where are we? Oh, we're in Concord. You know what else is in Concord, right? <laughs> the fucking quad stretching fucking COE of the old West Tigers." So, like, so Mezzi pulls out his phone. He goes, "Yeah, that's not even five minutes drive from here." All right. So after we after we finish eating, we're going down to visit the fucking COE. So I went down and visited, and um, you know, obviously everyone was at the game at that point, so there was no one there. But uh, you know, I'm sure the uh, the, the had blue a walk wiggle, around. The blue wiggle wasn't there, trying to think Didn't up a him. way to sabotage his own fucking purchase of the club further. No hot potatoes, uh, no mashed bananas. I didn't see any of that shit. Did we discuss um, that? No, I think that happened after. Yeah, like that. We'll discuss it if you want to. Like when it happened after the last show, it was kind of Thursday, Friday last week. I just couldn't believe like that. That is almost the most fucking West Tigers thing for a man who's done extremely well in business in his life. It was the most unbusiness-like fucking thing of all time. But we can get we can get to that. Oh fuck, we can talk about now. I don't give a fuck. We can talk about right now if you want. So 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 an article article came out. And so, I don't know who asked the question or how it came up, but the Blue Wiggle has essentially said that if if he got a bit of a windfall, that he would 100% buy the West's Tigers. And what he would do is kick the Tigers, the, the West's part out of the merger, kill them, and just... No, 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 no. he wasn't going to kill them. What, I was going to send them to Perth. He was going to say they also should operate as a club in their own right. So the Western and, and Magpies. How more West could you get than how more West could you get than Perth? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you take your ninety percent share and, and fuck um, off to Perth. <laughs> fuck off to fuck Perth. Off to Perth. <laughs> um, and I'll roll in some of my fucking fucking wake up Jeff money into. <laughs> I just love how he he said that he's uh, he's got to win the lotto. I mean, there's net worth would be in the. Tens of millions of fucking dollars, and tw- twenty mil it said somewhere around there. Um, However, somehow the West Tigers is valued at sixty. What? Which is which is New Zealand really, which dollars? Is absolutely fucking. That is just made up numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it it would it would be in Bart. <laughs> oh, in yen for probably you're fucking dead. <laughs> sixty million. What a, didn't Russell Crowe buy South for like two? Yeah, I think yeah, it was more that, than that, but it wasn't anywhere near, it wasn't over club, 10. That club didn't have the history that the West Tigers merged. I agree with you, but 
Sixties. Sixties seems to I put it to you. I put it to you that the rabbit. I put it to you that the rabbits have exactly the same history because they've both been around for the same amount of fucking time. <laughs> what price the book of feuds? They're both. Oh, well, that's true. But that's just, true. You know, in, instead of going, you know what? Yep, I'm a proud Tigers member and I love the club. And if the opportunity ever came up and I could afford it, I would love to own them. Love yeah. to own them, like like somebody like Russell Crowe to be a lifelong dream come true. But up, but up, but the only thing I'd change is I might want to play a few more games at Leichhardt because I love Leichhardt. I remember going there as a kid, fond memories. That's all you needed to say. Mm-hmm. You fucking, you know, better branded fucking Catholic priest. And now he's ter- and now he's and now he's basically uh, just telegraphed his fucking punch from sixteen kilometres away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And so now with ninety percent of the with ninety percent of the, the, the J V, I mean, West would be like, Well, yeah, here's some fucking hot potato for your son. Yeah. You know what I'd be doing? Domain, if, dead. If, if I'm on, if I'm on the board of the fucking tie or the West's board at the yeah. moment, I'm conference calling him at our next meeting going, Um, we we need an, a donation from you, uh otherwise Balmain's dead. Bal- Balmain is dead. Uh, we're keeping the trademark. We'll keep the branding. Uh, we'll keep the Tigers. So Balmain will never, ever be able to use them. You'll be an inner city, North Sydney Bears. But we're happy to accept your donation to stop that from happening. That we'll donation will be $60 million, please. <laughs> yes, Right. Um, so yeah, the game itself, though. <laughs> Fuck, I thought we were going to skate Please. through. I was like, "How good?" <laughs> Look, West Tigers gallant, gallant in defeat. Um, all jokes aside, they did show an ability to hang with with Sias for a far longer period than I expected. Um, Sias clearly way too classy. Such a far better side. Um, Tigers. They got into they got into an arm wrestle and it was you know it was eight nil um, till you know till the back end of the game where they put a couple of tries on towards towards the end and um, you know the scoreline blew out a little bit but I don't think the Tigers were terrible the same the same issues about you know not being able to score points in the in their in the attacking twenty rang true um, South defended well. Tigers scrambled. South created opportunities on the left, as you'd expect, because um, that's kind of what they do. And Tigers scrambled pretty well. Thought Dream Buller was good. Again, for a young kid, hasn't put a foot wrong so far. And, um, yeah, but I will say, South probably really didn't get into top gear and didn't need to. So um, on to the next one. Sorry? Bit of shit game. Mm. Bit of a shit game. I, I would have liked to have seen more from Souths. Oh, and and who knows if they've looked at this one and, and legitimately said, "Well, fucking, we can go this at thirty percent." So don't don't go too hard, boys. But this is one of those ones where I really would have liked them to have gone. We play to the same level every week, no matter who the opposition is, and yeah. sometimes that against good opposition will win by fifteen. We should win by thirty tonight. Easy, so. Um, but if if that's the biggest complaint you got against Souths, they're, they're going, all right. they're going all right. Too badly, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Devon Head. So the Tigers would have had more chance to score if they locked the Rabbitohs in their Campbelltown chariot until they said yes. Love it. Thomas. Thomas, he said, that's how you do it, Jay. Which I, you know, okay, fine. Um, if you'd like advice on beating South in grand finals, though, come and talk to me and I'll explain how that's done. So, Josh, the Tigers had a high completion rate and honestly did well to keep a team like South to eight points for so long. Just unfortunate the Tigers' attack is as sharp as a bowling ball. Jordan. Oh, hang on. No, that's the next game. Let's go. Cowboys, 42. Defeated the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, 22. Uh, up at the Abattoir in North Queensland. The Cowboys, 42. Tries uh, a double to Felt. A double to Lukey. Uh, jet Ski uh, with a try. Dearden with a double. Val, six conversions and a two-point field goal, which did qualify as disrespectful. I think it was about 22 to four or six, I think, when he did it. Um, Dragons, 22. They came from uh, tries to Jack DeBellin, uh, Jaden Sua, Rabalawa, and Suli. Conversions, one to Sullivan, one from two to Bird, one to Mbai. Of all the Dragons' sins, playing the Cowboys into some sort of form might be their worst offense yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> just fuck Robson was cutting holes through the ruck Drinkwater cut him to shreds Felt turned the clock back um, you know Chad's backing up on the inside fucking Val's tearing through like make a tackle you cunts absolutely no wonder Hook got sacked absolutely the thing is, though, as well, I mean, this this game, I was watching this one at a pub um, before the concert, and um, shit fucking pub too, by the way. I think it's called The Locker Room, so mm. the fucking precinct there. It's like it's like an old, it's like a, a, an office building that they converted mm. into a pub, I think, just the way it's laid out, I and mean, it's fucking shit. Anyway, um, remember the Dragons were like well on, they were well on top, and they were looking like the team that was going to be running away yeah. with this, at, the, at the start, and then they had that situation where, who was it got Sinbin, and... It, which, which was a bullshit Sinbin. Like, he got tangled up and and got Sinbin for fucking nothing. And that was after, like, I think Felt knocked the ball on as well. And so that that, that flipped the whole game then. And from that point on, the Cowboys sort of, they, they got back. I think they were behind at that stage. They got back, they took the lead, and then they just went on It was good to it. see Lukey play um, such a good game as well. He's obviously come on around the same time as, as Nanai and, and Tulangi, but... Um, his his game, his long stride that you know can hit holes. His his line running is is fucking impressive. And um, yeah, it was he had an absolutely outstanding game. I thought it was great. So it's good to see him, um, you know, putting his best foot forward and and you know getting his time to shine because Tulangi and and obviously Nanai more so last year obviously um, had had plenty of time in the sun. Yep. What are we and look? Who knows? I'm fucking cannibalizing the news section here a bit. Did you guys read the uh, the story about Ben Hunt's 300th game celebration dinner? Yes. <clears throat> Did you see that? I was saying. What are your thoughts on that? It's not a fucking good look. So just yeah, you know, just to, just just to let people know what the story was. Um, there was a celebration, uh, like a dinner for, for Ben Hunt commemorating his 300th game uh, in the NRL. And 
the dra- like dragons board members or something didn't come up. I mean, but also I think it was it was it was they were in Queensland at the time though. Yeah, like so you know so so they're in Queensland. I think they held it on the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, and like Kevin Walters and a bunch of the Broncos that either knew him or played with him or you know from Origin whatever. Yeah. They they went. Yep. Um, like a bunch a bunch of other people that have been involved in his career Jonathan turned Thurston. up, and not one Dragons board member or or front office member turned was up. Was it raining? Because you know, plane they couldn't get a plane if it was raining. Yeah, true. Endless air no. grounded, and like surely, surely Hook had to know this was it. The writing you know, the... It feels like it's been waiting for the other foot and, to drop, you know, the, over the last two or three losses. It's just this... Yeah. Like, okay, oh, we'll fucking... We'll play him at hooker then. Like, it just... Not, nothing about this season for the Dragons makes sense. But anyway. It's... Not that look, we should. It's funny because they deserve it. Lando. I don't know why he's commenting here. Isn't he a Dolphins um, fan? Is he not now officially Fuck. a Dolphins fan? Yeah. 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 Um, shit coach that's what you get Bunch would walk straight up and put one on hook snout and go tell the board he wants a release hope he goes to Dolphins Jordan Hunt probably deserves better but the Dragons are shit and Hook has no idea so fuck them and fuck the Broncos too up the cows Nathan moves Hunt to Hooker and brings in Sullivan for three weeks Sullivan plays 20 minutes gets binned from being caught under a tackle and then gets hooked Hunt plays the rest of the game at half in his 300th this is the definition of Griffin Ball Mm-hmm. That was a fucking weird move, hey. I, and unless your half is diabolical, like diabolical. But to be absolutely clear, like that semen was fucking bullshit too. Yeah, like it was more bullshit than Carrigan's. Yeah, but just to not go back on. Hunt is mm. their best player like, by the length of the straight. Yeah, and he's a halfback. Yes, of all your selection decisions, yeah. that has to be the easiest one. Play your yeah, best player does. in his best position. Pick him there. Make him captain and let him fucking do his thing. It's the other 16 but cunts, this is that thing. fucking, I understand that's difficult. But but can we look at, like we, we've been on this, and it's always great to have a number seven that's that's phenomenal. You know, your Thurston's, your Cronks, your, your Clearies, those wait. guys. But the... <laughs> <laughs> the like the run that North Queensland had last year, that was on the off the back of a purely competent number seven that just did those basic things a seven should do to a to an above average level all season. Like Ben Hunt's better than that, a long way better than that. You know, so a long way better. Yeah. So this is the thing though: if, if Ben Hunt is such a hook loyalist, Hook's not getting a job anywhere. Um, if he's such a hook loyalist and ends up on the market. Let me tell you, people want to talk... There was a lot of talk about his contract value when he left to go down to the Dragons yep. initially. Can I tell you? He's going to get fucking paid. Because let me tell you, the Roosters would love a fucking Ben Hunt. Yeah, the Bulldogs the- would love fucking Ben Hunt. The Canberra yep. Raiders would fucking love Ben Hunt yep. in their side. N- not to yep. sound Believe like me. the Blue Wiggle. He's going to get... Tell you what, if I was in charge of the West Tigers, <laughs> I would be making fucking fun <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to get. He's going to get. I would be ringing, paid. going, listen, you don't know who I am, but 
I own the West Tigers. <laughs> I paid sixty million New Zealand dollars for them. And I would like you to come and be our halfback and I will pay you in Australian dollars. Yeah. And we've got a third party deal set up where you can be the fucking red wiggle <laughs> <laughs> as well. <laughs> give you a big red car and fucking a million dollars to come and play for this fucking Tell you what, club. I, I, I don't need that. All, all I need is seven or eight minutes a month with both yellow wiggles at once and I'm there. <laughs> pay, pay me 50 grand a year. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, you'd play, you'd play for free to, to, to you know, get some get some FaceTime with, uh, with Emma. Um <laughs> Yeah, and Greg. Oh yeah. No, there's. Have you seen the? There's yeah, a new I know, yellow wiggle. I know who you're talking about. No, all, all my 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 family is now aged out of the wiggles, so I don't know anything about the wiggles anymore. Really? You yeah. Don't, you don't go on some nostalgia trips? Well, I do. That's well, why no, I thought you were talking about the, Greg. The the nostalgia the, the, the nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia lineups. Like, I mean, you know, like in in the ages of my kids were. You know, like you know, Killy was like he was he was like at the at the tail end of like the classic lineup. Yep, probably. Yep. And then and then through so and the, then the David Lee Roth days. Yeah, and then him and then and then he and, the, and then and then you know my daughter when she was going through she was like you know she went from the you know that tail end of the classic lineup through till so she's you know, the through, why, why can't this be love? Yeah, the, the through 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 the Sam through through Sam and then into Emma and you know the, that era. So, oh, lovely. Lovely. And after that, I've got no fucking idea. I have no idea what they're doing now. So no, the new the new yellow wiggle is hot. Is what well, you're trying to say? You know, yeah, it's better than Greg. Well, you know where you know you know where my you know where my fucking predilections lie. <laughs> like you know that Emma fucking ticked the boxes with anyone. <laughs> yeah, that, no, she's not ticking your boxes. <laughs> she's no Emma. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's no youthful Pauline Hanson. <laughs> Fucking couple of battered sabs in a potato score love. <laughs> um, oh. Seriously, look, looking across that Dragons roster, like we've, we've spoken tonight about, you know, guys guys like Sorensen who are, who are just you know, athletes or footy players. There don't seem to me to be a lot of those in the Dragons side. There's not those guys who you look at and say. Fuck yeah, they work hard. I'm not saying they don't, but they don't give off that vibe from the way they are on the field. Yeah, I think a bit of that might be the coaching as well because the the one thing that I would, you know, there there are different types of players and that, and you see it you, you see it at different clubs, and I think the way that I would characterize the Dragons roster, if you take the rapists and you know motherfuckers out of it, there's a lot of young players who I would say have been not given adequate chances at first grade or being misused in first grade by the coach who's just been recently departed. And so I would, I would, I'm interested to see how they respond to him being gone because it felt like he was an impediment to like the, there was no development of their careers. That's it. And and this, this is that crucial fucking step of, well, okay, up, up until fuck it, probably even Reggie's. Mm-hmm. You get by so much on just pure athletic ability, you know. Like, look, look at fucking um, who's the back hunt that went from Manly to the Dragons? George Rose, Cuthbo, George Rose, huh? 
Carpenter, George Rose. No, no, no. The one that like sits Sully. there and he was talking the other week, like being an oh yeah, Sully. Oh, Moses Sully. Fuck you. I, 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 I would never catch you. I mean, you look, know. he fell asleep. He fell. He fell asleep. Fucking after after some KFC when he yeah. was you know training for the doggies. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't characterize him as a fat cunt. Oh. But, but seriously, look at it. Tell me he hasn't gotten by his entire career on just being bigger than everybody else. Yeah, I oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and now now you're in that situation where you know what. You can probably be five kegs or ten kegs bigger than everybody else, but they will outwork you. Mm. And over the course of eighty minutes, they will make you look fucking ordinary. There seem there seems to be just a lot of that in that dragon side for me. And whoever comes in there has a big fucking job getting buy in from them. Yeah, I mean, it seems at the moment. I mean, look, let's well, you know, we've, we've spoken so much about it. It's at the moment it's the assistant who's going to be the interim coach. His name's Ryan Carr. I know nothing of the guy. Um, he's going to be taking care, taking care of for this week, and then the club board and management will, will be assessing like the candidates for twenty twenty four. So yep. I don't think that they will have anyone else coaching the side this year unless they do something like sign. Jason Riles to a long-term contract and then agitate for early release. Yeah, you know, which it. you know, which is not uncommon. I mean, you know, it could happen, but yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, it looks like it's like a yeah, interim for the rest of the year. Fun. Dev said after five close losses, it was refreshing to have a blowout to remind me just how trash my once great club has become. Now, if you need me, I'll be in my closet having some alone time with the Mars bar. Justin. The second half was a dead-set cripple fight. Most of them had giant dildos for hands. Fucking Suli. Fuck me, that prick couldn't catch an STD in Bangkok with a fistful of 50s. That's a good one. Ben, good to see the hip drops and cannonballs are all right now, but doing a bloke a favour by brushing some fluff off his chin is one of the seven deadly sins. Oops, no, hang on, that was about the eels. There we are. (laughs) Alright, so we're going ahead. Fuck it up. Yeah, the Raiders 26 uh, to feed the eels uh, 18 down there in Canberra. The Raiders 26 tries to uh, Hopawada, Young, Chris and Timoko. Three conversions to teary eyes, two penalty goals to the same. Eels 18 tries to Hopgood, Simonson and Sivo. Gutherson, two conversions and a penalty goal. I'm not sure Hudson Young is getting the raps he deserves for the role he's playing in this Raiders winning streak at the moment. Um, Why? He's the only one in the side getting raps. Who else are they rapping? I don't, I don't know that there's enough talk about it, to be quite honest. I think... What's well, the Raiders? Who yeah, wants to talk I, about I them? Yeah, I agree with you, but <laughs> fucking five on the trot. Um, by comparison, the Eels' losses are mounting up. Um, I reckon they'll be relying on some origin time wins against depleted opposition to, to try and bring claw their season back. Um and I mean, they're depleted themselves too. I mean, just Sean Lane in this mm. game, he injured himself. Yeah. He's out for another six to eight. Yeah, fuck. And he, he was a big out for them at the beginning of the season. It's funny, like, the, the I mean, I've, as much as I hate the Eels, I've always, you know, I've, I've sort of considered these the losses to start the season as, you know, they've been close. And it's just like, you know, they're so, so close that, like, the Eels aren't shit. They've just, it's just not mm. quite clicked for them. But they're not that far away. Yeah. But fuck me, I mean... Here we're a dozen games in now, and apart from a, a big win over the Knights, hasn't been a lot of joy. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that the Raiders 
ceiling is is much higher than where they're at right now. But um, their style of play perfectly suits, suits their roster, and and it you know it's not my favourite thing to admit, but you have to give some credit to to Ricky for doing that. Um, and yeah, and and then you've got the the white and emotion now the the dust has settled from that announcement you know they can turn up the jack so to speak so um yeah i i don't think the winning streak ends at 5 right interesting I'm, I'm have we looked at their have we looked at their roster and look have we look at them look at their, looking at their draw you mean um they've got sorry their draw yeah um there we are yeah well they're losing this week Unlucky boys, the streak does end, Glenny. That's unfortunate. I'll be the judge of that. So, hang on. Uh, yep, they've got Manly. <laughs> then the Rabbits. Gone. Well, five is a good run, though. Then they got the Tigers. So the <laughs> back on. Well, they, yeah, they got to get their annual 60 burger there, right? Then the uh, then they got the Warriors. Okay, then they so got the, the streak Roosters. ends at six and doesn't start again for another three weeks after that. Streak uh, yeah. this, the streak ends at five, Glenny. And uh, may not ever start again. Manly, I'll take and I tell you, they have the fucking Raiders have the softest fucking draw of the entire competition. Well, Broncos, but yeah, I see your point. So Man- Manly Souths Tigers. Right, the Warriors, then they got a bye. Then the Roosters, the shit. Then the Titans, then the Dragons, then another bye. Then the Warriors, then the Knights. They get to play the Tigers twice in a season, which is just fucking yeah, unfair. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Patently unfair. Then they've got the Storm. It's a tough one. The Bulldogs, they're shit. The Broncos, which I've already knocked off once this season. Close it out with the Sharks. Jesus. Raiders probably vying for the minor premiership at this stage. Anything less would be a failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like if, you don't, I've never known Ricky to be a failure or anything. If you get the Tigers twice in a season and don't win the minor premiership, <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, you're second only to, second only to like actually dropping a game to the Tigers, right? Oh, illegitimate joy. Um, Nat, <laughs> so the Raiders win against the Eels. Paul Kent, Paul Kent gets sent to the slammer and I win a set of bar towels at my nan's club this Savo. Best Saturday ever. I'll let you be the judge. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded fair. Fucking oath. Fair Saturday. <laughs> Michael, the king is back. Gutho for man of the match. Three try assists for the Raiders. Some crucial turnovers and outstanding pointing and yelling to the L's. i got to say, that was one of my fucking most favourite parts of the game. When the Eels... The Eels had made a break and... And I forget who it was, but like they they kicked kicked over instead of going through the hands or something. And Gutho mm. was there, giving them an absolute fucking gobful. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Then then somehow they get the ball back, and it's passed to him, and he just fucking drops it cold on tackle two, and doesn't yeah. even look his fucking teammates in the eye. Yeah. How anyone can fucking stand playing with that cunt is beyond me. Well, to go off your head that hard at people for having a shot on a break and maybe not pulling the right trigger, but pulling mm. a trigger 
and then not backing that up yourself. Fuck me. Josh. He also he also challenged like a he challenged like a high yeah. tackle or whatever that he made himself yeah. and, <laughs> and and lost that challenge. Fucking dumb cunt. It was Josh. a great game for the Gutho aficionado. <laughs> Ellis had a completion rate of sixty eight percent, conceded ten penalties and made twelve errors. You love to see it. Yeah, no one wins that. On to the next one. The Newcastle Knights forty six defeated the Gold Coast Titans twenty six. In Newcastle, the Knights 46 came via tries to a double to Dominic Young, a double to Bradman Best. Uh, Frizzell, Marzu, Ponga and Gagai with tries. Miller, six conversions and a penalty goal. Titans, their 26 came through a double to David Fafita. Sami, Campbell and Khan Pereira with tries. Tanner Boyd, three conversions. Ponga. You saw the talk. In the interest of fairness. What a fucking game. Yeah, that you know, that's that's the that's the game that he's been paid the millions yeah. for. Fuck yeah, that's 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 the baseline, really. I mean, what do you do? He scored one, set up two, three. Yep. You know, like that's that's what they're paying him the big bucks for. Yeah. And hopefully, for their sake, he can keep delivering that, and it doesn't, and and it can't just get you know like a heavy hit. You know, can't put a stop to it. You know what I mean? One of his um, teammates came over the top when they were celebrating after his uh, try. I thought he's in trouble. Came up over the top. There was some contact. <laughs> there. I was like, righto. He's had a good game, but it's yeah. fucking over now. He's getting stretched off. But he survived. You well, think that's... you think the independent you think the independent doctor would yeah. just would have seen that and run it back and said, "Listen, Carl Pong, off right try." Would have been a fair call. Well, you got to fuck. You, you got to look at it like Adam Reynolds. He's been put down to a neck injury. Yeah. So there's all no, no one's looking at his concussion or the fact that he slammed his fucking face on the turf and his head bounced up as high as it normally is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but um, yeah, what that was a I don't want to say career game because he's had some good games. But you're right, mate. That should be. Oh, that, that might have that, that may that may well very well have been his best club game ever. Mm. Because when I'm thinking of highlights that, and great things he's done. They've generally otherwise yeah. been in state His of origin. His first ever origin game yeah. was outstanding. I remember that well. Yep. Um, club games, it's, it's more a moment here or there. Like, this was a fairly consistent yeah. performance across the, the yeah. course of the game. Like, def, definitely his best game in the halves. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Put it that way. David Fafita's try where he, um, he ran the length of the field. Do you reckon, do you reckon Lockie Miller was actually at top speed? Or was he just like trying to stick with it long enough that he didn't have to tackle him? He couldn't have been at top speed because you're not, you're not, never, you'll never, I mean, Dave Fafita is, is a fucking spectacular athlete. Like, I'm not getting, there's no shade here. There's no fucking way in a <sighs> match race over 100 metres he'd be, he, he doesn't even get yeah. in 10 metres long. <sighs> Lockie Miller is renowned for his, so. his acceleration and his speed. Over, you know what he's also renowned for? Weird fucking defensive, <laughs> we, weird fucking point. defensive moves. I reckon he just like, look, I'm fucking trying. I just can't get there. But if if he could just put this ball down, I won't have to actually tackle him. Ponga Ponga came from he his opposite your, corner and ran past yeah. him. He was Tr- calculating the. Um, Lockie Miller was trying to calculate, you know, whether. Fafita would drop dead before he got to the try line. <laughs> and he was praying on it. 
You, you ever heard of this thing called whiskey throttle? No. So, so back in the days when when motorbikes were first commonly available in America, they used to have all of these incidents where they would find these cunts that had just splattered their motorcycle and themselves mm-hmm. on a windy road in into the side of a mountain. Right. Right. So the the road curves around and it's, it's fairly curvy, but the the motorcycle at top speed went into this fucking wall in the daytime so it wasn't like a, mm-hmm. a darkness thing yeah. and they assumed that these cunts just must have been drunk because back then you could drink and get into an automobile and oh, fucking go for your childhood. life yeah right? so they <laughs> Good they, times. they started to name it whiskey throttle right so you were so drunk that it was broad daylight and you just missed this corner and just went straight at full speed into the fucking side of the mountain right turns out what it was was that there are speeds at which our brain can't think quickly enough to make a decision that it sure is correct right and what happens with our brains is we will make no decision over a decision we can't be sure is right right so while their brain's going, fuck, do I break or do I turn? Do I... They're making Whoa. no decision. Yep. Splat. <clears throat> right. I think that's what happened to Lockie Miller. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So in a way, you actually are, you, you, you know, I mean, so, so, you know, in a way, you are actually complimenting him by saying that, you know, he is, he is you know, traversing the field at, a, at an incredible speed. <laughs> well... There, there are some things that unless your brain can be sure you are making a good decision, <laughs> tackling David Fafita is one of those. <laughs> David Fafita, by contrast, I mean, an absolute Menza-level fucking brain, just uh, scoring the try, putting the ball down. Delight. He didn't have to make a decision, though. He had to, just had yeah, to run until he had it. to fall. Yeah. Like, that was it. <laughs> he wasn't, like, trying to calculate the angle at which he wouldn't fucking have his, his peck torn <laughs> off his body. <laughs> <laughs> implode into a fine powder oh. on the fucking rugby league field fucking there we go hammers five weeks in a row scoring 26 points for a two and three record hashtag somebody kill me please yes results in your butthole hammers Zach Titans hate the tough stuff and Ponga will be Queensland fullback fuck Nathan the Knights surged in defence after 60 minutes and blew away the Titans Norts. Defence was not selected as an option for this game. Titans lost the lead and lost interest. Expecting the same for the next two weeks. Then some more good wins. It's a consistent cycle. It's a good point. Can you imagine, like, the, the Dolphins in a game like this? I, I don't think that they'd have that fade mm. in that the Titans did. Yeah. Scott. Titans never win in Newcastle. I'm surprised anyone tipped us. Poor second halves after five years of poor first halves. Literally never a complete game. That's what happens with a bunch of players barely old enough to drink in Vegas. Hopefully maturity comes. Dave said, funny how Ponga can play footy when he wants a Queensland jersey. Well, there you go. It's him and fucking Luai this week, wasn't it? Gus. That's the Queensland jersey debate over with. Unless Ponga gets a knock, great skill shown in all areas. Even the chase of Fafita for his full length was impressive. As was for feeder, of course. That size moving at that speed is quite a sight. Don't know why they don't have him run from deeper more. They don't want him to get Cameron, whiskey throttle. They... David Fafita is the fastest bloke in the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> and look, let's be clear. I mean, you're talking about the Queensland origin thing. I mean, Queensland are renowned for, for you know, favouring incumbents anyway. 
and and I think a, a fit and able Kalen Pong was going to get selected anyway. But Reese Walsh is one hundred percent fucking mm. getting selected as well. Yeah, because Ponga, yeah, like as as great as as great as Ponga played this game, and as great as some of his performances in State of Origin level have been in the past, you cannot fucking in Origin where they let shit go even as well, and you know tr- people are trying to put the fucking shots on more. Like Ponga with that whiplash, you know, a kick return and getting whiplashed by a fucking strong chasing side trying to put it yeah. put it on him. If you're New like, South Wales, you, you can't you, go into game and risk it. Do you risk an early ten in the mid? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Test him. And knock test him, him out, out straight early. away. Do it. Do it. Just do it legally. Super heavy. You know, you might concede a penalty because you know you get him. You know, a little bit hard or a little bit late or whatever. But yeah. Fucking oath. Soft shell crab. Let's go. Right, and uh, final game, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 20 defeat the Mighty Manly Steve's Eagles 14. Um, the Sharks tries to hunt Katoa and Jesse Ramian. Nico, three conversions and a penalty goal. Seagulls 14 tries to Ruben Garrick and Lachlan Croker. Garrick, two conversions and a penalty goal. This one, this, this was a fucking shit game. And I say that on behalf of both sides because fuck me, the Sharks really had an opportunity to take advantage of the injuries and the selections, particularly on the left-hand side of the field for Manly. And they just completely fucking failed to do it. And I think actually Manly got really lucky in that this game had some incredible... Normally when a side sustains injuries, you don't really feel happy about it. But in this game, Manly got... uh, Woodsy broke his hand. So he's got four weeks apparently. Something happened to Tuolangi, like if I, he's going to have to get have a plate inserted Oof. in his face. Oh, and surely you're not happy about that. Uh, and Oshea did his shoulder like um, subluxed, and and they couldn't put it back in. So he's you know on the high the high end of that sort of injury as well. So what this is what this means is is that three of the lesser-performing players, in fact, two, you know, two of the worst-performing players in the side, are now out for a, a reasonable you know, period of time, let's say a month minimum, which then allows you know, the guys that people want to see in the side come in and not just you know, not being shuffled around, not being put in you know, in in that mean sexy times like that, is coming in? And you actually get... No, no. Not, he's, in the, he's in the squad this week. I don't think he'll start this week. Let me tell you... It's my fucking number one dream in life to see to see the young man. I was watching um, some fucking highlight videos today, actually, and I mean, it's just it's fucking so sexy to see a real hooker playing rugby league instead of these fucking makeshift fucking guys. And because he's so little, like the way he just sort of he sort of ducks into he ducks into the line and then just teleports and emerges five meters out the back of the line and he's away. You know, it's just, I, I can't fucking wait for him to debut, but he'll, he's not going to be there. Uh, he's not going to be there this weekend, but the, the time is absolutely coming. And I hope it's not like an injury thing where he has to wait for an injury to get in because I mean, he's from his performances um, in Reggie's. I mean, he's fucking, I mean, he's young, but he's fucking ready. Like he's, he's, he's shown it. He showed it in the trials. He's ready. But, um, but we get, you know, some other guys are going to get their chances to cement some spots. And, um, this week coming up and, uh, you know, only one, you know, potentially one potato in the side, you know, coming in this weekend who I don't think we're ever going to be able to get out of the side. Um, but on this game though, 
I thought the Sharks were going to put it on. I mean, the Sharks looked, you know, they came out fairly strong at the start. But, and yeah, and the, I think the injuries actually got the substitutes onto the field that plugged up the weaknesses and made it really clear where the weaknesses were. I mean, particularly that with the, the injury for Schuster has brought in Cooper Johns, obviously. And I think that it's just weakened down the line where you've got Cooper Johns, then you've got Tulungi, who hasn't been a great defender. And into Brad Parker, who is good defend, good defend, good tackler, but you know can be bad decision maker. And when you put bad decisions inside him, and you got these three guys in a row, it just makes it really fucking hard. Yeah. To get to get any kind of like consistency and like combination and stuff there, and that's the place, and that's where it gets exploited. It's probably the worst edge in the entire fucking competition at the moment. Now, in one in in one fell swoop. You get Schuster coming back this week. You get Tulung, he's gone for a while, so you get a good defender in there. And then you get, you know, then hopefully you get to see what the fuck's going, you know, what the, you know, a bit of improvement on that side of things. Um, again, second half, you know, good, like solid second half um, after, you know, a poor first half. And you just can't, you just can't fucking, you know, succeed in the fucking league playing one half of football as, you know, other sides that we've mentioned just in, you know, in previous game even. You, know, you just can't fucking get... You can't get away with that shit. I mean, if I was a Sharks fan, I would have been disappointed that this was a live game going to going you know right up to the final hooter. Um, I mean, Manly didn't have... They didn't have a great chance to score, but they you know they received a penalty with no time left and could kick it downfield and sort of had, yeah. you know, one, one shot to fucking tie it up kind of situation. It shouldn't have been that close. I mean, the Sharks probably should have fucking won this game by 30. And I don't... I, I honestly, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was that was holding them back either. But, um, it, is it a little um, bit of what the Souths had? As in, we, we go, we're going into this and, you know, no one's going to be impressed if we beat these guys. No idea. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that the, the Sharks are the, are the, the rabbits in terms of the perception around the league and that sort of thing. You remember they were coming off a, a loss where they got fucked on by, the Dolphins. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, 100%. so they 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 this they had you know a massive point to prove. Mm. I would have thought, and I don't and I don't think they entirely did it. I mean, to be honest. So um, you know, I guess we'll see. Look at them going forward because they've certainly fallen off a, off a bit from. Remember how they were sort of just gamely hanging on to start the season, and they were getting some wins and they were getting some valiant sort of losses, and it's okay because Nico's going to be back in round yeah. five or whatever, That's and then he came back and they just started fucking pounding people, and you're like, oh my fucking god, yeah. here we go. This is the Sharks. It, this is what they're going to look like. They've they've really fallen off from that over the last couple of weeks. It, it's almost a, it's a little bit surprising that I, I don't see clubs game planning for. It was like those Manly years where Man, Manly was good, but then all of a sudden DCE was your sole point of attack, and everything ran through him. And yeah, all you I had, mean, that's more, and yeah. All you had to do was shut him down. I'm I'm yeah. really surprised. And, I don't see teams doing that to Cronulla because you shut Nico. That's down. what they yeah, and that's and that's actually that's probably been a feature of the Manly last couple of weeks as well. That, I think I said it on the show. It reminds me of that Blake Green era when he left because with Cooper Johns, I mean that fucking guy yeah. off is he is so timid now. I don't know what happened to him like you know a month ago or something, but that that dude's fucking terrified of contact. Yeah, and like will not run the ball to the line, and he just basically kills. I mean, Manly is Manly's attack. Has a couple of a couple of different phases, and one of them is daily kicking or going short to fucking Homoli who tramples someone. Yep. But the other one is the massive sweeps where Tom chooses where he's going to you know where he's going to interject himself. Who's going to be a decoy? Is it going to go short to Parker and you're battering Ram over, or is it going to bypass him and go out to Garrett to score? And when you've got guys like when you've got Johns doing nothing, 
Yeah. There's no chance for any that that entire side attacking wise, it's just yeah. fucking dead at the yeah. moment. So that's it. Nasty. Hammers. Manly sacked Des because he couldn't win without Turbo. Only to sign Seabold, who can't win with Turbo. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> Terry. He said, So is Seebs on the chopping block yet? Tim. No chance. It looked like the Sharks were using this as an opposed training session. Never really at full tilt. Dave. Seabold is not the answer to Manly. He has taken them backwards. Horrible to watch. I must say, DCE is having a crack at 34 years old. Troy. Sharks missing a lot of players and never really left second gear all game. Still a disappointing results. Liam. With Woods and Johns in the team, we have no chance. A plotter and a playmaker that doesn't make plays. There you go. You've just echoed... Every manly fan's thoughts. Yep, and they're and and they're both not on the side this week, mate. So, man of the people, it's all good. You're in their heads. You know what they're yeah. thinking. And that manly had like a, a members council uh, thing tonight as well. So I had some friends at that one, and I was sort of you know, sending some questions to ask and everything. And and I, I tell you, I love I love the stuff that that Mestrov is saying. Hopefully it um. Hopefully it's true <laughs> because people are asking me about the, you know, about the squad and everything. And, um, cause they've got a player left to bring in. They've got uh, a player spot to fill before June 30. Yep. And so the, the word is, it's just going to be, it, it could be, it could be a half. It could be a back row. It just depends on injuries. Really. They're just, they're just going to wait till closer. But, um, he, he says that, um, that, yeah, he, he admits that there's a lot of dead wood in the roster that seems inherited and big changes are coming next year. So, that fills me with hope for some of the um, Brad Parkers of the world. And, it's a pretty, uh, pretty standard sound. It, it is, but I'm, well, you know, I don't, you know, if only if a club's got dead wood in there that you want to get rid of. I mean, like everyone's not going to say, you know, say that sort of thing. Um, but there's a lot of good information in there, but it's probably more for Manly fans. So, you know, ask me if you want to know, but um, about like, yeah, because they just brought tubes in as well and, you know, pathway stuff and, um, and just things about the focus of their recruitment, things like that as well. I mean, I don't think they're going to be busting in people from Western Sydney as much. They're still going to recruit from there, but I don't think they're going to be um, as as much. There you go. And they're trying to get some more locals in. Because one of the things I mentioned that the, the under-16 side that Matt Orford came back to coach this year were undefeated in their rep season, and it was 100% Northern Beaches locals kids. So, Yeah, wow. Which is nice. Um. Right, apparently the USA game's on too, so we need to fucking get a sponsor to send us to Vegas in fucking February yeah. <laughs> to, to, go, to, to go and fucking have the uh, the uh, Twill Nation hangover. What was that? What's in? Uh, there's going to be two games in the trials. Uh, it's, uh, I think South are going to be, it might be South versus Manly in another game, or it might be Manly versus someone and South versus someone. I'll tell you what, let's start mind-numbing that now. I reckon we put it out there. We'll have a raffle, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred bucks a ticket. Mm-hmm. And first prize is you get to come with us. Yeah, good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that'd cover it. It, w- it probably would. There you go. And you get you get to set the agenda, and you get to be real dad's minder because <laughs> he gets loose in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and look you know if you want and if you want to have real dad steal fucking a tiger off mike tyson or something yeah it's got to do it 
Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Imagine. Okay, so the new stuff. We kind of spoke about Hook getting um, frog marched out of there the other day. Um, so I don't really need to go through that again. Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, Jason Riles is still the favourite. Um, he's probably the one that they most desired. And like that's that's fair enough. I feel like he's the next coach up across the league. Um, and yeah, I don't know what his situation... Do you know what his contract situation is, is with the Roosters? No. Doesn't really matter. They let him out, don't they? They don't try and get in front of people's. Do, do they? Do they really sign assistants to contracts, or are you just employed as an assistant? I think I think they do. I mean, especially when they want to try and when, like I I feel that um, they would want to keep Riles as a as a successor to Robbo one day. Um, I also think that Riles on his side may have been also coveting the Storm position a bit, and with Bellamy pushing his end date out another year this week. Yeah. That might help him make the decision, you know. Ah, um, oh, it, it, it's been pretty clear who Bellamy's success is going to be for a long time. Be Billy Slater. Yeah, I don't think it's been locked. That's been locked in. I mean, but I think what happens now is that maybe maybe it will be locked in because if someone like if a, a strong candidate like Riles has the opportunity to start his career and doesn't want to you know, wait another year. And if he's, if he's been sort of like, look, I'll wait and see what happens when Craig goes. Yeah. Then, um, you know, but, you know, a bit of a basket case to fucking jump into for your first job too. Mm, fucking is. Look, who knows? Maybe, maybe the Roosters have said to him, you know, fucking go, get your experience, like run, yeah. run this and then come back to us. Yeah. I think, but yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the clock's ticking now and the Roosters have got till the end of the year to sack Robbo. Ooh. There you go, huh? AKA Trent with a budget. Now, France have pulled out of the host, as the host of the 2025 Rugby League World Cup. Oh, did they surrender? I, I said it on I said it on social. Surprise! French French people surrendering at the first sign of fucking hardship. In fact, the ABC, where I'm reading this article, the International Rugby League has expressed its dismay after France surrendered its hosting rights for the 2025 <laughs> Love it. And, like, it, it puts me... It, like, I'm of two... More, I mean, it obviously sucks. And someone will stand up. I've seen um, that, uh, like, Qatar have, come, have tried to jump up and go, listen, yeah, we can do it. I mean, obviously, they've got all the infrastructure because they just had the, the Soccer World Cup. Um but the thing is, on one hand, you want to go hard at France and just go, you know, these fucking idiots. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's not really the French rugby. It's not really a French rugby league because you you remember, like in World War Two, with the Nazi collaborating Vichy, Vichy government, it was propped up, and it was it was strong supporters of the French rugby union. And so during that time, they outlawed rugby league, took the players' fields, funds, everything for French rugby. <laughs> and yeah, because they were Nazi collaborators, and they and 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 when the Nazis rolled in, they fucking you know got to enact their agendas against league. That's the relationship of rugby league versus union in France. Like when people talk about rugby union being shit cunts. It's a reality over there. Yeah, and, ag- yeah. and again, you know, here we so so so. While I want to condemn the you know the the you know France in general for this uh, this thing, I mean, you don't want rugby union to win there either. Yeah, true. 
You know what I mean? So the the unfortunate reality is no no one ever hosts a sporting event, a global sporting event doesn't make money on its own. No. You know, you you do it for the halo effect. And it, it's things like it boosts tourism and it, you know, um, all, all these other things. Mm. But local governments and, and national governments need to tip in funds. Yes. It's for, for these things to work. And at the moment, I don't think France has a lot of cash. Like they're riding in the street because yeah. they changed the fucking retirement age by like two years. Yeah. You know? and fuck we love a strike in Australia love a fucking strike they, they raised the pension age by five years here and it was a news story for a couple of weeks yeah so um, does Qatar have a team well that's the they thing is I mean die. Yeah. the Qatar Tigers might get a start at the World Cup the Qatigers <laughs> fuck writes itself it does, it does. But, um, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, imagine uh, Brisbane hosting, trying to get some new infrastructure in there for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I could handle I could handle a World Cup played here. Yeah, fuck yeah. Have a magic round here to sort of start off, you know, the first round of games or something. That'd be awesome. Do the same thing, give, give you know, like give Townsville, a, you know, a magic round of games. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It'd, it'd be the shit. Fuck yeah. Um... Anyway, if there's no you, other You know what would be nice? You know what would be fucking nice? If the yeah. NRL had its own digital platform, you know, if it oh, had kept control, imagine? and then it could say, you know what? If you can fucking geolocate us from France, we will give you free access to the season leading up to the World Cup to get you yep. used to the game of rugby league yep. and, and to get you used to some of the fucking players you'll see and and this and have a a French-speaking person, you know, explain the rules. Jimmy Maloney with a fucking <laughs> bottle of red. There you go. Um, wouldn't that be Jimmy, fucking Jimmy great? And, Jimmy and fucking Mitchell Pearce. If, if the NRL... Over a bottle of red talking about the rounds actions. Had kept, ...had kept control of its own digital future and could swoop in and say, hey, France, I'll tell you what, you, you let us boost some fucking popularity in your country. This is what we'll do for you. Post the fucking World Cup, man. Yep. But they fucking didn't because they're cucks. Yeah. Is there any other news articles that you want to talk about, no. Lenny? No. They were the big ones, obviously. The coaching roller coaster, or roundabout, sorry. Um, right, so we move on to this week. The Warriors have a bye this week. Uh, first game, Thursday night game. The Brisbane Broncos take on the Penrith Panthers. And this one, uh, shock, shock. Is at Suncorp. Um, this is a return match to the round one game where the Broncos eked out a narrow victory over the Panthers to start them on their uh, their run. <coughs> this time, though, the Panthers have actually uh, come to play. The Broncos side is going to be without Adam Reynolds. Oof. Replacing him. A very... Able replacement in Jockey Madden. The Panthers side, unchanged. Ah. Uh, How many did the Panthers 50. win by? Yeah. 50. 
Yeah, so so fifty nil. So, the, but are you are you saying that certainly the Panthers are going to put a fifty sure. burger on the Broncos, and 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 yeah. their chances of winning the comp? No, Reynolds. They'll go into yep. this not expecting to win Brisbane, which is a shit mindset um, when you're up against Penrith. And I think Penrith are in a mood last week, and I think that continues this week, and they they blow Brisbane off the park. Mate, I, I, I got to say, I don't think Brisbane go into this game expecting to lose. I'm not sure any professional sports team really. I mean, I watched all that Tigers that I watched all that West Tigers show, and they never went into games expecting to lose. They're just, and they were fucking they're terrible. Just not going to admit it to anyone, but they can't, but, they can't beat Penrith. I was always oh, in fucking game back Penrith. then. Penrith need a defensive display like they put on last week. And the da- danger for them is that oh, yep, fuck, we're back. We're back. Look what we did to the Roosters. We're, we're back. Phone it in. And Brisbane always play well against Penrith. Even in those years where we were dominating everyone else in the comp, some of our worst performances were against Brisbane at Suncorp. You know, That's true. Um, still, Penrith should be too strong here. Yeah. I don't know about 50. 20 easily, though, I reckon. Yep. The Dragons take on the Roosters. Friday night, 6 p.m., and uh, the Dragon side. Fenai is out. Mbai is out. Zach Lomax immediately reinstated, and I think to his preferred side at that. Uh, <laughs> and and Lids comes in at number nine. So Jaden Sullivan goes from uh, halfback to the bench. Ben Hunt goes from hooker to halfback. Do you think <laughs> Do you think that uh, Ryan Carr has been reading the fucking tea leaves? And, and and reading reading Twitter to see what the, to make some uh, extremely fan friendly moves. Uh, the Rooster side, okay. So Manu's out. Fletcher Baker, he's out. Drew Hutchinson comes into halfback. Inga Butcher to the second row. Uh, Kiri moves from halfback to five eighth. Turpin moves from hooker to bench. Crichton goes second row to bench. Nat Butcher second row to bench. Brandon Smith bench to hooker, and Satili Tupanua bench to second row. A couple of things for me in this game. Um, Dragons with the new coach bounce back. And Roosters horrible last week. Drew Hutchinson at seven. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. The Dragons will win one to twelve. Wow. And look, just for people who might be, you know, skeptical about Glennie's prediction, listen to any episode of this show and uh, and how he feels about the Dragons. I mean, he's and their fan base. He he doesn't give them this lightly. Absolutely not. I mean, the Dragons, it's its a sad indictment on where the Roosters are at at the moment. The Dragons, an absolute cesspool of the NRL, full of rapists. Jesus. Um, and people stealing a fucking living. And, and, and supported by a fan base of racists and... Oh, legitimate, like exactly. literal Nazis, plenty. And people that have nothing better to do with their time than watch movies, and that's it. That's all they do. They wake up, they watch movies, they go to bed, they rinse and repeat, and they do it all over again. The entire organisation is inhabited by and supported by cunts, and I still think they'll beat the Roosters. Oh, they got dudes that eat the eat that eat the porridge out of out of escort pussies as well. There is that. I'm not sure that's a positive. They pay. They pay. No, I wasn't. I wasn't rebutting you. I was just okay. adding to cool. your evidence dossier. All right. Now, 
Bookies have the Roosters dollar forty five favourites here. No idea what the fuck they're doing. Right. Jesus. Oh, I, I I I've got to assume that the Roosters are going to you know they're going to bounce back. Though. I mean, not from a coach situation, but from a, a, a poor defeat. You know. Yeah, that's it. And the Dragons Drew aren't Hutchinson there. at seven, please. Drew Hutchinson, Drew, Drew, you, you, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna say at the end of the game, Drew Hutchinson, six oh, dalian points. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbitohs <laughs> take on the uh, Parramatta Eels, and uh, this one's at Allianz, the Rabbitohs side. Uh, they are losing Jed Cartwright from the bench and bringing in Daniel Saluka Fafita. The Eels side, uh, Dunster, Jacob Arthur, and Sean Lane out. In comes Sean Russell, Mitchell Moses, and Ofiki Ogden, respectively. Bryce Cartwright goes to the second row from the bench. I said the uh, the Eels were uh, racking up losses. Here's another, Here's another one. one. And a, yeah. and a Here comes one. another one. Two. Um, yeah, yeah. From the way they defended yep. last week, to go up against this fucking South Sydney side, who were already the best left side in attack all of a sudden have fucking unlocked yeah. Campbell Graham and mm-hmm. and now they'll kill you on the right side as well yeah there, there's no way South loses yep I'm inclined to agree the Sharks take on the Newcastle Knights this one is uh, happening at Coffs Harbour and uh, the Sharky side they lose Cameron McInnes from the front row. And I don't mean the hooker position. <laughs> and bring in Oregon Kafusi. The Knights, they are... Uh, what do they got here? Uh, Leo Thompson goes from front row to lock. And Jack Hetherington locked the front row. Otherwise, unchanged from the team that dominated the Titans last week. Sharks heavy favourites. I expect the Sharks to win. And win... Uh quite handily. I think they'll be disappointed in the way that um, that game against Manly ended up and, and, and finished far closer than what it should have. Um, Knights, Knights will put up a fight. I think they'll be buoyed by last week's performance, Ponga in particular. But uh, I think the Sharks are just probably a little bit too gritty, a little bit too tough. Um, and then the polish from, from Hines and Kennedy, I think it'll be too much for the Knights. Yeah, on paper, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. Um, in practice, though, you know, for me, Knights overperforming, Sharks underperforming over like recent starts. So, I, I would anticipate the Sharks will win, but um, you know, let's see. It's another 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 Origin audition for Ponga, and let's see what he can do with uh, in terms of um, you know, not getting knocked out of the game. Again, like up up against. A definite New South Wales contender needs yep. a big one. Needs a fucking yep. big one. Yep. The West Tigers take on North Queensland Cowboys at Leichhardt Oval. This is one of those games, Glennie. Uh, unchanged twenty-one, twenty-two. Win. Sorry for the Tigers. Uh, the Cowboys. J- Jermaine Tunua Brown is out. Uh, Riley Price comes in. That's a benchy. And uh, yeah, these are one of this is this is one of your traditional. The West Tigers own the Cowboys. West Tigers always beat the Cowboys. Well, look, I only say that because we always beat the Cowboys. Um, it's <laughs> it's written. It's written in uh, rugby league folklore. Um, 
we've done it early in seasons, we've done it late in seasons, we've done it in semi-finals. And, and look, we haven't beaten a lot of teams in semi-finals, we haven't even played a lot of teams in semi-finals. Somehow we've managed to play the Cowboys in two finals games, uh, one of which being a grand final, and destroyed them both times. Uh, it feels like yesterday. It feels. That like was nearly twenty years ago. That's not saying much, though. What I am saying is that, um, like we, we've been through this. We went through every grand final winner for the last thirty years, and they all beat that two thousand and five Tigers team. So if that team could beat the Cowboys, but saying you beat them isn't a flex. Well, I'm just. We're here, we're talking about our predictions for the games. It's it's not really a flex. If you I mean, remember. back in 2005, that was around the time when the Cowboys were getting the spoon. Yeah. So to beat the, to beat the Spooners in a grand final well, isn't really much of anything, performance, is performance, actually, for the Spooners to make the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the thing, though. If you remember, Glenny, we went through the you, losers you of every went grand through. final. I wasn't a participant. And they would also, also beat then, the And I still don't times. care now. Uh, the Cowboys, again, the bookies um, showing that they, they they understand nothing about the sport, uh, installing Cowboys away from home where they're horrible, um, against the Tigers where they're horrible, uh, $1.60 favourites, fucking please. Um, put yourself into an early retirement and load up on the Tigers. 13-plus Cowboys without a chance in this game. Look, I, the the thing that that worries me, as someone who is an advocate for West Tigers victories like myself, the of thing all that the worries me shit you've ever said that's that's heading towards the top of the list. Ah, oh, if you subscribe to our Patreon, please tell Glenn who the fucking person who is most enthusiastically cheering for the West Tigers in Game Companions is. Tell us, cunt, because he's clearly got a fucking goldfish memory. This is the sort of argument. This how, is the sort how, of argument that makes my you? wife how love you because you have this way and a tone <laughs> that you go about it where you sound very convincing. <laughs> and my wife falls for it. Every but that's time. true though. But that's no. But that's yeah, true though. Right. That the is shit, true. The, like on those game companions, I'm the fucking. I'm, I'm trying to wheel those cunts over the line for you, and you're just sitting there, just like you know, mute, <laughs> like a fucking Broncos fan at Lang Park. Um, <laughs> now. The thing that worries me about this one is that the, the Cowboys, while only the last fortnight they've sort of been showing glimpses of what they you know what they were last year. In doing so, they've scored many many points, and their attack is one part that seems to be clicking. Now the West Tigers, as much as they can manage their way through a game and control the game between the twenty meter lines, defending pretty pretty well. Um, Cannot fucking score points for like this is this is the type of game that would probably be a shootout, and I, and the West Tigers don't carry fucking loaded weapons into these <laughs> games, unfortunately. So I just don't know how they're going to score enough points to get it done because the Cowboys, even if they're playing poorly and and letting some tries in from the West Tigers, you know, which is obviously evidence of playing you know defending poorly. I still think they could, they score far more points. Yeah, to say that I disagree would be a reasonable yep. understatement. <laughs> the Dolphins take on the Melbourne Storm, Suncorp Stadium. The Dolphins side, they deserve to fucking lose because they've dropped fucking Val Meninga from the side. Oh, 
Um, no. Farmacilli is, uh, is out and uh, Mason Teague as well. So they're bringing in Brenko Lee to replace the fucking most revelatory revelation of a player that we've seen probably in the last 25, 30 years in the game of rugby league um, for Brenko Lee. Jesse Bromwich returns Ray Stone to the bench. Stormside. Kami Kamika goes from front row to bench. Nelson goes from bench to front row. Otherwise, unchanged 22. Hot take. Dolphins 1-12. to 12. Here we go. Don't hate it. Also, I refuse to rule them out from any of these games either. Yeah, 100%. I mean... You know the storm. The storm may click and become the storm that you know they're supposed to be, and fucking put it on them. But I mean, the Dolphins—they haven't really had it put on them this True. season. I think. No. I mean, they are. They are the prototypical always in a fucking game side. In I think those uh, the Bromwich boys and Kafusi against their old club. Um, Kafusi's been yeah. good the whole season when he's been on the park. Yeah. I think he's going to go to another level against his old club. Um. Marshall King, tough, tough assignment for him, um, you know, going up against Harry Grant. But I think it's it's a good test. It's a good test to see where the where the Dolphins are at. And I think the, the Storm are slowly finding their rhythm this season. But um, I'm going to tip the the Dolphins in a tight one. Nice. I would anticipate the Storm will win, but I mean, when you look at the the lineups, it's, you know the Dolphins. The Dolphins can you know, can hold them or beat them in, through the forwards. Yeah. Um. I think they just need a little bit of luck. I think they're going to you know they're going to stay in the game no matter what happens. Even more so, you know, than the game last week with the you know with, with the Broncos, um, where the Storm sort of you know had them covered. The Broncos got it a little bit closer at the end and sort of tried to pour it on the comeback. But I think the I think the Dolphins will stick with them a bit better than that. But I expect the Storm to win. Yep. Correct. And given they've got Grant Atkins officiating this one, oh god, it, it won't be well. No, it won't be an absolute cunt circus like fucking That's that it. little red, the, the little redhead fucking continuity for me. The little the little redheaded main character. Yeah. Fuck. What's his name? Todd. I mean, he's, he's such a fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. Is, is, is it Todd Smith, that guy? Yeah, Todd, he's, he's such a fucking Todd. Yeah. Fuck all the Todds. Um, all of them. Every last one just, of them. I'm just rattling through, I'm just rattling through the Todds. I'm just trying to think, Cuts, yeah, no, you're right, buddy. Um, those two tennis... Yeah. He's like, oh, <clears throat> those two tennis playing Todds. They're the most annoying yeah. fucking sports people ever. Yeah, go and sell fucking yogurt, you cunts. Yeah. Um... The doggies take on the Titans, Acor Stadium, and doggy side. Blake Wilson is out. Franklin Pele is out. In comes Josh Adokar and uh, Samuel Hughes to the bench. Reynolds goes from five eighth to the bench, and uh, Carl Olapu goes from bench to five eighth. So Reynolds is uh, taking his first step to not being in the fucking side. Um, the Gold Coast Titans. Fasuma Malawi, Isaac, is uh, out. Aaron Clark comes in to the bench to replace him. What's happening? I'm going to tip the Titans. Um, although the Bulldogs do work, well, welcome back 30-odd percent of their attacking potency in Adokar. Um, <laughs> do you think Birdo's forgotten how nah, to do the kick now, though? No, nah, no. Nah. I reckon they'll be... That'll be, that'll be on, but... Um, 
I, I don't think the I don't think the Bulldogs can can handle the Titans up front, to be quite honest. Um for feeder on an edge and foreign Camperera, Jaden Campbell's slowly working his way into his season. Um I think the Titans actually do a fair job on the on the Bulldogs, so thirteen plus. Oof. Like they can yeah. score points. And the yeah. dogs are shit. Make no mistake about it. Slight favourites, Titans. Dollar eighty as opposed to two dollars for the dogs, but I'm uh, I'll be tipping the Titans. That's probably by vir- by virtue of the True. heavy loss the Titans had last week in the capitulation. <laughs> Titans. What, what are the what are the odds on the Titans scoring exactly uh-huh. twenty six points? <laughs> and if they got to 26 points even if they're losing they kick a field goal just to be like fuck this <laughs> we've got to break this the bad juju of 26 I expect the Titans to win I expect the Titans to win easily yep fuck the dogs finally the Canberra Raiders take on the mighty Manly Seabs Eagles in Canberra the Raiders side have been going well at the moment they've been they've been cruising along very nicely at the moment particularly when it comes to the starting hooker, Zach Wolford, and the interchange of Tom Starling. This week, Danny Levi returns from his broken jaw and he's straight back into the fucking size. (coughs) Starling will start moving up from the bench, but Danny Levi comes on in in jersey number 14. That is what we call in this game a negative fucking selection. Manly, on the other hand, Packed with positive selections. Cooper Johns, out. Kalma Tualangi, out. Josh Aloye, out. Aaron Woods, out. In comes Josh Schuster, Jake Travojevic, Samuel Afainu, and Ben Condon makes his manly debut. Um, ben Travojevic goes from bench to the second row, where he's generally played second halves of, of, the, of the games recently, where manly have you know won the second half or, you know, Competed much better than the first. Um, Jared Sutton on the refereeing and Ashley Klein in the fucking video referee box doesn't fill me with a world of hope. The two most, the two most hateful fucking anti-manly referees in the game. But I mean, when we talk about you know the the negative selection of Danny Levi coming back into the side versus the positive selections of Schuster, Jakey Turbo, and Samuel Lafayette coming into the side for Manly at the expense of guys like Woodsy, Tulangi, Aloe, and Cooper Johns. I, I see nothing. Uh, I see nothing but a dominant Manly win. Like it won't even be fucking close. Schuster's been absolutely fucking flogged by Spud over the last couple of weeks. He's lost 80, 89 kilos in two weeks, and, uh, and he's he is now fucking 148 ready. kilos. <laughs> Congratulations, to the he's, young man. He's, He's been fucking honed by a fucking by a CTE riddled fucking prop <laughs> who 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 forgets how many reps he's done and just flogs the cunt to within an inch of his life, and so uh, yeah, he's he's going to be ready to um, commence his reign of terror oh, over the NRL off. and uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are the first fucking Raiders victims. heavy favourites, and they deserve to be six in a row. Dollar fifty five to two forty five. Please, I see a dollar sixty-two thirty here in front of me. Stop! Stop looking at Nathan. You're obviously, you're, you're obviously... <laughs> <laughs> but Nathan bet Manly are a fucking dollar one. 
<laughs> Raiders blog out the thirteen dollars <laughs> sixty. Seems bet. Uh, Homeless bet. So yeah, all your money on Manly. Spend all your winnings on some fucking maccas and some asleep. beers. Take a take a nap. Order a Sunday. Take a fucking nap. Wake up. Order another Sunday. Drink the first one because it's melted. Eat the second one. That's your fucking Sunday night sorted, boys. So, Glenny, what you need to do is start sending a WhatsApp message that someone at Manly has started an OnlyFans with Siebes' daughter and then we'll ring him and say that we're internet detectives and can find the person who started it. And he'll go off for, the fucking rails again. For exactly... Well, no, no. what you do, the, the price of the, of the internet sleuthing is exactly the price of three return tickets to <laughs> Las Vegas and like, three or four days accommodation. <laughs> that's how it works. That's that's the play right there. Oh, right. no. Do you know what? What? We can't do that. Because you know what the rugby league gods will do to us? They'll yeah. make fucking Grover win. Oh, yeah. I'll die. I'll legit die. I won't make it back from that. I'll end up in a desert somewhere. Yeah, and, and Glenny too. I mean, if he's like, if if, if part if, if what you were saying, like part of the conditions are, you know, they get to sort of you know set set Glenny's itinerary or like you know puppet master Glenny while they're over there. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't fucking wish that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stand up Fantastic. model citizen, David Haddon. That's legit. Get your fucking affairs in order, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, that is it for episode 515. Thanks for listening. As always, just head to thisweekinleague.com and you'll get all the links to the socials, Patreon, and much more. I'm going to be rocking out the uh, hoodie designs over the next day or two. Um, there's going to be at least five different colorways that people will be able to select Whoa. this time. So um, to cover a couple of different situations for the ladies, you know, uh, non, non-trademarked non term state of origin, state allegiance, colour schemes, and more. So I'll tell you the other thing. The other yes. thing. Can we just get an expression of interest? Like if you put it up there for fucking kid sizes. Yes. Because they are fucking legit. The kids love them. Yep. Comfy as fuck. Yeah. They've gotten years in like they've gotten enough wear out of them, but they're now handing them down the line. Yeah, yeah. So they grow out of them before they wear out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine because I, mean, I don't think I don't think we have to set up separate jobs or anything for the kids' ones. I think that's all. They'll. I think. They, I think. I mean, I have to go back over last year's ones and see what they did with those. But um, but yeah, I can put the kid size up there and just put the sizing info and you yeah just read the sizing info, do your measurements on your kids' clothes and in a know. consensual <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. When you know when when they're not in them. Yes, you know, and and when they're not in them, you know, maybe let them, you know, let them be until they can put some other clothes on, and say, you know, take measure that, you know. That's it. Because we don't have any of those sorts of fucking situations now. Um, had one of those. That's before. it. Yeah. <laughs> now, anything else, boys, to add before we fucking pull a pin on this one? Just under the two hour mark. Fuck yes. Um, can I say I'm shocked? I'm fucking shocked at the lack of. Origin bolter talk in the league. There's all really? there's some, there is some legitimate talk about selections, and it's based on form. It's you know the um, Luai versus Nico. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
you know. Um, Ponga versus Reese Walsh sort of situation. Pong, Ponga versus Walsh. Uh, yep. You know, uh, the absolute fucking shit show that is the racist James Tedesco keeping the, the greatest fullback in the game out of the Origin that jersey. is full Edward. time on episode uh, whatever the fuck that was. That, that was fucking facts, Glennie. That was the form fullback of the competition. Blah, blah, huh? blah. Dream Bullet, not even eligible. <laughs> oh, fucking stop it. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> That's how you yeah. shut it down. We all, hey, Glennie. We, we all do know record. New South Wales Rugby League's racist. Are we going to do a Monday night episode next week, Glennie? Put us out of our misery now. <laughs> uh, yeah? Uh, yeah? Nah. Yep. Don't say why not. You haven't got like any Croatians <laughs> or something lobbing up? Not at this date, no. Listen, I don't, I don't do it lot. I don't do it lightly, because Monday, Monday I, I is my preferred you, fucking day. If I'm honest with you, but... just fucking with you, buddy. Maybe out, Come maybe out now. for Monday night, touch football, and then a backup game Wednesday and training Tuesday. Took that... took an intercept tonight. I hurt my calf last week at training. I've been oh, a bit of the sh- got a case been, of the schusters. Uh, been rehabbing it uh, with compression and. All the uh, and things that athletes such as myself do took an in, took an intercept tonight. Okay. Took like, off. Do you mean just putting your body meters, weight on? Does that fucked it, it completely? <laughs> Tore it. Tore it. Fucking sore as shit. Um, so how many weeks out? How many weeks out? Four days rehab and probably waddle up and down the sideline again on Monday night. We'll see how we go. <laughs> um, how's the, how's the coaching, Lenny? I'm I'm. Over two rounds, undefeated over two teams. Okay, uh, we've had a forfeit, a forfeit, a Happy loss, gone. and a buy. And um... <laughs> fucking hell, genius! <laughs> uh, but we have um... that's a that's a five hundred that's a five hundred yeah, record like, in my book. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm excited about the potential in the team. Um, if you. Few too many turnovers from, turnovers from uh, dreadlocks, which he's got to get out of his game. And um, but no, have you have you had to have any? I'm not your dad at training moments. Uh, I did say, like run 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 some laps. No, no, he's he's good. He's he's good with that. The banter. The... You call him Jay? Do you call him Jay? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Mondays, Monday afternoons are extremely full on, right? So Leah has a tennis lesson uh, or tennis group session thing. So I pick him up, pick him up from school. Leah has tennis. I drop him at tennis and then um, come home, get Jackson, we go to basketball. Normally I have enough time to get changed. Last Monday night, did not. Then after basketball, we play touch football. Anyway. Touch football is cancelled, um, and I ring my son, say, hey, need you to get me some gear, just get me some clothes together uh, so I can get changed at basketball. We're not going to have time, so just throw some shit in a bag and I'll get changed when we get to the courts. Yeah, yeah no worries. He gets in the car. We get out onto the, to the main sort of highway into Toowoomba there. I said, oh, you, you grab my clothes? Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you get? Um... I got your shirt, and I think it, at that, at this stage in the afternoon, it might have been nine degrees. Gets me a shirt and a pair of tracksuit pants. I was like, "Oh, yes, sweet." 
Um, did you get my shoes? My... Oh, no, I forgot. So I've had to conduct the entire training session in a pair of RM, Nike Air RM Williams boots and uh, my Toowoomba uniform. Is, is, isn't that how they play? <laughs> yeah, they should. It'd be very fucking entertaining. Um, but, no, excited about um, the potential in the team. I'm, um, unfortunately, uh, will not be able to be on the sideline on uh, Friday night because I have a date with my wife, but... Um, Interested to watch the game on you, video. You commit to a lot of shit and then don't show mm, up. Don't know about that. What don't I show up to? Monday, Monday nights. Yeah, I Monday show up nights. to a podcast and I'm here right now. Under committed extreme to coach duress. <laughs> but I'm still here. Oh, imagine, imagine this. Imagine this for 14 hours on a plane, <laughs> Nation. Imagine oh. listening to that dynamic. For 14 hours on a plane to Vegas. Get your raffle tickets now. <laughs> Good times. All right. All right. That's it, boys. See ya. We're out. Riveting coaching content. But now we're going to pull it. Now we're over two hours. Look what you fucking anyway, Go fuck yourself. See you. Yes. Later. Wait. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.